This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Well-designed electric toothbrushes with new brush head refills sent every three months. Go to tryquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first refill. Sick. No gum sickness to be found. Just The sick gum teeth. disease gingivitis will not plague you. <laughs> the gum dreams. disease gingivitis is just one of those like phrases that... Yeah. I would like it's, commercials in the nineties have, mm-hmm. have inf- just imprinted in my brain. Until I wonder I'm how dead. legitimate a plague on the like American populace gingivitis actually was. You mean the gum disease gingivitis? Yeah. No, I actually mean gingivitis. The gum disease gingivitis <laughs> was a fucking plague on everyone. That's, that's true. <laughs> but how many people were actually, you know, it's one of those, like, I bet it's, it's surely real obviously. And some people mm-hmm. have it, but I wonder, <clears throat> how many people actually suffered gingivitis versus how many people thought they could stave off gingivitis, the gum disease gingivitis, excuse me, with Listerine. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Between preventative care, so how did you know, really? Like, well, what if, would it be like if, if... Before that was foisted on the world, <clears throat> if like 1% of people had gingivitis, but like right. now 95% meanwhile, are worried about meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, 78% of 90s kids are infected with the earworm phrase, the gum disease gingivitis. It's March 9th, 2017. And this is Important If True, the podcast where nothing matters unless it does. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. How's it going, guys? It's going going great. Ready for a podcast? Yeah. How are you feeling? Feeling great. Yeah? I'm, yeah. I feel sick. You sound sick. I do. I have a cough. And I've discovered something. What? About. What? what? About, about myself when I have a cough. Not actually when I have a cough. So <laughs> yesterday. I've actually discovered something about you, Nick. Oh, oh. <laughs> when I have a cough. Right. Yeah. So yesterday or the day before, my wife was saying like, God, you kept waking me up in the night because you were saying things. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean I was saying things? You were just saying nonsense. And and I started thinking about it, and I, I connected, like, two unrelated memories. Like, I keep having this experience in the evenings recently where we'll be, like, watching a TV show late at night, and I'll be sort of dozing off on the couch, or we'll be, we'll be in bed, and I haven't fallen asleep yet. And then I'll find myself going just, like... <laughs> what? what? Yeah. I'll just, you just turn into Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, I'll, like, start, what? I'll start just going, like, ha, hmm... And I, and I, is, is it and because you're doing a Jeff Goldblum impression? No, 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 no. It's because no, something no, no. else is on your mind. No, no, no. I don't know. Well, I didn't know at the time. I was trying to figure out, like, because okay. it would happen, is... and it would sort of, the <laughs> process of doing it would, like, wake me. You know when you get those, like, sort of micro doses, you know, where you'll be, you'll be. <laughs> Sorry? You know, you'll fall asleep for, like, you'll fall asleep for, yeah. like, seven seconds. Yeah, I know. You, you know? Say- it's fine. <laughs> Sorry for saying that, Jake. And and I'll and I'll realize that me sort of like uttering this weird like <laughs> thing will wake me up from this like. So tiny, you're doing it voluntarily? Slumber. Then. No, 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 no. I'm it's not. It's involuntary. It is involuntary. So hard. To even listen to. I'm sorry, Jake. <laughs> no, it's great. And so I'll do it, and I'll wake up, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, why did I do that?" And it's, and I'll, I'll, I'll be sort of annoyed at myself um, because my my body and my vocal cords have done something that I didn't command them to do. Uh-huh. Right? You know, they, 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 
your inner Jeff Goldblum commanded you to do it. <laughs> right. And then I finally realized, like, once she mentioned this, I realized this has happened every single night that I've taken cough syrup before going to sleep. Oh. I take the, like, NyQuil, yeah. like the nighttime cough syrup that, that makes you drowsy, and it's doing something to my brain that puts me in this weird, like, subconscious Goldblum state <laughs> where I will I will sort of... Like, I don't know what it is. It's like my my physiological fatigue uh-huh. is sort of overtaking what my brain wants to do. Like, my brain is still trying to, like, stay awake and interact and, like, say things. But my body is... is All right. Well, so what I, what I want now is a recording. Oh, right? I should have recorded well, you, it. You need, to, you need to just leave the iPhone on record for, like, hours yeah. and then just play the tape back yeah. and find this this thing. Yeah, no kidding. In its purest form. Well, and the, the funny thing is when I it started... T- tiny imperfections <laughs> in the skin. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I, I mean, started doing it, I didn't know what was going on, and I would keep trying to play it off. Like, I would, we'd, be, we'd be on the couch watching something, and I would sort of suddenly go like... <laughs> and I would wake up, and it would, we wouldn't be watching, like, a funny show. And, and, and Sarah's like, What? And I'm like, oh, you, oh, you know, nothing. Oh, uh, just, uh, <laughs> just, just, you know, just thinking about my involuntary like, Jeff Goldblum impression. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I would, because I would feel like sort of like uh, embarrassed uh-huh. that I, that I, that I was. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. So now, and now that I know what causes it, I kind of like. You're crave, just on cough syrup all the time. Yeah, like I wanted. Like this is why people get addicted to cough syrup. It's so they can hear themselves talk like Jeff Goldblum when they <laughs> fall asleep, not because of any sort of depressing uh, life circumstance or socioeconomic right. reason. Right. It's everyone loves that they they can that yeah they found Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> secret. Yeah, it has given me. It has made me weirdly crave that sensation because once I know what it is and it's no longer. Like confusing. I mean, it is kind of confusing to me. But, yes. but once it's no longer, once the source is no longer inexplicable, there's something weirdly appealing about the state of like conscious unconsciousness. Like I'm not controlling it, but I know why it's happening. Yeah. And I did make a specific choice that is causing it ultimately. I will say right now, Chris, that Nick and I are very concerned for you. <laughs> So. Seek medical attention right away if any of these <laughs> severe side effects occur <laughs> while taking uh, NyQuil. Uh, hallucinations. <laughs> that's that's all I needed to read. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. It has a picture of Jeff Goldblum yeah. next to it, though. <laughs> you could, I guess you I could create a combination, actually, of these side effects that just like essentially describe Jeff Goldblum's pattern of speech. Oh, yeah? I mean, like, you know, excitability... Um, uh, nervousness or anxiety, uh, tremor. I feel like if you com- you can combine sure, you a number put, you of these, layer these uh, all, yeah, and, and then and you've got it a actually decent is creating your your symptom, right? Anyway, you're saying, um, I was saying, I I because I wanted to remember to talk about this. The last time it happened to me, when I was in bed, I sort of woke up and went, <laughs> and and woke up and I was already in bed. I was asleep, right? And this woke me up. And then I'm like, oh my god, I need to I need to talk about this on the podcast. And so I got out my notes on my phone and I started writing it down. I swear to God, it took me like 17 attempts because <laughs> I would write like three letters and then I would fall asleep and wake up and go. <laughs> And then write like another Jesus word Christ. and then fall asleep again. <laughs> this and is like a starving man crawling through the <laughs> desert who, and yeah. then they, they arrive at an oasis mm. on the edge of death and are like, 
what message do you bring? When I fall asleep, I <laughs> laugh like Jeff Goldblum, and then they cough up some sand and die. <laughs> I'm glad that you got this message out to the world, though. Yeah, and then I wrote, I wrote, I what I wrote down was Night of Thumbs Meetup, which like we were there was an Idle Thumbs listener oh, yeah, meetup yeah. on Saturday at uh, Whitechapel, which is a gin bar here in San Francisco. So if you were at the Idle Thumbs Meetup and I weirdly like dozed off in front of you and then made a Jeff Goldblum sound. I apologize. So I, anyway, um, <laughs> are you supposed to mix alcohol with, uh, with NyQuil, Chris? Are oh, you maybe, that's, <laughs> are, 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 maybe that's what are, I meant. <laughs> I think we're going to get a few, uh, doctors and nurses, maybe writing into, uh, important yeah. uh, if true yeah. with some very important, <laughs> if true advice, uh, <laughs> medical advice anyway. So that was my, that's what I learned this weekend. <laughs> I learned something about myself. <laughs> Nick is laughing, but it's partly because inside his brain, I know that like a thousand uh, dormant machines have woken up that are basically saying, Chris is going to die. I'm going to lose my best friend and it's going to be from a cop syrup induced Jeff Goldblum high that he keeps chasing. If if Chris is going to die early, this is exactly how he needs to go, right? I mean, like how consumed by my own Goldblum out of brain. Christ. At least provide some podcast content before you go. <laughs> That's true. We're gonna be we're gonna be down a man. I'll make sure I'll make sure I have a I'll make sure I have a, a recorder next to me the yeah. whole time. Yeah. He what if your final lived. note was destroy these tapes <laughs> on your phone? Except I couldn't I couldn't quite get it out. It was destroy. <laughs> destroy destroy. God, oh wait is here. If on if on the recording you hear <laughs> <laughs> okay that actually reminds me of a reader mail we got from alexander alcazar who writes hi thumbs long time listener here i'm writing to you now because my latest dream is fading fast i just woke up i dreamt i live in a nightmarish house where robots had replaced humans and were creating hideous things in the attic i went up there and was horrified a minecart was involved somehow my wife and kid didn't believe me so we kept living there i think the time before the horrible attic was a happier time without robots the dream has almost faded from my mind already i didn't forget the most important part of the dream though in the dream i wake up from the horrible attic robot dream and tell my wife and child about it suddenly we discover that our son who just had his third birthday in the dream could read perfectly i was astonished because this was so unbelievable to me i surmised that my horrible dream about robots must be true i went to my computer and checked my video feed which felt completely natural at the time i saw the horrible robots on the video feed and freaked out then calmed myself saying it must be a video game like doom so what did i do next i opened a word processor and started typing out an email to you guys describing the horrible robot future that was actually just a dream then i woke up for real and started typing out this email oh my god that's it alex from sweden what 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 oh man that is the most high concept dream of all time one time i had a really high concept freaky paranoid sci-fi dream where like the world was in some sort of dystopic future and I was running around doing something and before before I could achieve my goal, all that I remember is suddenly like huge claws clamped around me and I was lifted up into a helicopter and uh, it was a dream so I was looking both up and down probably right, because yeah, yeah, in yeah. dreams, your dreams can have cameramen mm-hmm. now that movie exi- <laughs> movies exist. So like right. my POV was going up into the helicopter but also I could look down and see the buildings uh, fall away from me and the helicopter lid closed and then I woke up and my nose was bleeding. Oh, Ooh. shit. And it was really scary. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's intense. Yeah. 
that was you definitely got like jacked out of the matrix or something. Yeah, no, I saw yeah. I saw our actual reality for a second there. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. My, it might have all been a ruse planted by the robots in this guy's attic. Yeah. Uh, it turns out. <laughs> a nightmarish house where robots had replaced humans and were creating hideous things in the attic. That is actually like a different email we got. That's true. Uh, from Gwen <clears throat> Carter. And Gwen writes, on the latest important if true, Nick offhandedly says, Alexa, I wish you were real. When talking about the 45 brain neural network, by the way, so many people <laughs> contacted us to complain that we were making their Alexa go crazy last <laughs> week by addressing Alexa. You just said you Alexa go crazy right now. You literally <laughs> said that sentence. Alexa, go crazy. <laughs> Alexa, let's go nuts. Alexa, say hi, Chris. <laughs> Can you do that? I don't know. I hope so. Uh, so Gwen <laughs> continues. I was reminded of the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Smart House. The movie is about a 13-year-old kid who spams an online contest with entries to win a smart house controlled by an AI voiced by Katie Seagal. Late in the movie, the kid calibrates the AI with a bunch of recordings of old sitcoms so it can serve as a mother. Later, the house uses holograms and lasers to beam itself into existence in the form of a conventional housewife with bouffant hair and an apron. The house starts being extremely motherly. For example, it thought the lead kid was wearing his shorts too low, so it sent a tiny electrical shock through the doorknob so he couldn't leave and only let him leave when he pulled up his shorts. I found this movie (laughs) weird as an infant and horrifying as an adolescent. God save me. Gwen. So I watched this movie. I watched a half an hour. I watched the back half. Okay. The back half is smart. Well, once, just, that's the once part Pat where it's like up. full on house. Right? Well, you're like, mm. when is the house going to be as smart as it possibly can be? So you jump to the end. Kind of. Oh, uh, okay. There are some interesting. This is the, the underselling, I think, how strange this film is, this this email. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the mom. Um, so it's actually a tale of, uh, of of a separation, right? So so the uh, the the kid's dad, whose name is Nick, uh, mm. uh, his wife they just they just got divorced. The robot went like in the transition between like sort of benign housekeeping robot and like evil Hal robot trying to destroy right. this kid's life. The smart uh, house. It's it gets that it gets to that point because the robot is jealous that the guy's got another uh, like girlfriend oh, or something, and she's and she's like interrogating the kid like, how could you bring another woman into this house? And the kid's like, what? I didn't do anything. And then uh, when it finally materializes as like a full like hologram of a housewife, yeah. it goes downstairs. Uh, weird like fucking like um, metal panels just like shoot up out of the ground and block off the entire house it kicks the woman out and then she sits the kids down and the dad and makes them like they're they're just like why what are you doing pat like you're you're supposed to be our helper robot and uh she's like well i can't trust you to go outside the outside world is terrible obviously here let me show you and she pulls up a giant monitor that's just like a projection and like nazis are marching down the street and like <laughs> nuclear bombs are going off and she's like clearly this is like the outside world is like a terrible place. Wait, is that is that the so, robot trying to gaslight them or something? Like what? She, I, I guess <laughs> unclear. 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 If the reality of Smart House actually exists <laughs> in a Philip K. Dick like Man in the High Castle <laughs> future. Uh, Disney Channel had some real out there yeah. stuff. Well, they were hoping that that scene alone would launch uh, the Smart Houseiverse, but uh, <laughs> right. I mean, they were you know they were dropping all the lore right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it's really fucked up. You know what I really, really thought? You know where I thought this was going to go? Based on how 90s movies 
with kids who suddenly get access to like great technology or wealth usually seem to go. I was totally convinced that the the like house robot lady was going to materialize and then weirdly like fall in love with the kid. Oh, you know how yeah. like, like what not- you wanted to happen when you watched Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I didn't watch Smart House. Right, un- unlike Nick here, but. But am I making that up, or is that a thing in the '90s? Oh yeah, where little kids, w- like a little, like ma- always, male kid, yeah. would end up some like blank check. I, I, yeah, th- yeah, I was yeah. watching uh, part of Blank Check recently uh, because I can't remember how I ended Go up on. on it. I, I ended up on some just like Wikipedia thing, and then I remembered my only previous experience with Blank Check was flipping through channels when I was a kid. And the end of the movie came on, and it's like a—I I guess, uh, like most movies for kids, you know—it ends in a happy ending. And I remember my mom walked in and just saw people in the movie being happy, and she's like, "That looks like a really good movie." And that was—that was like her assessment of it, <laughs> yeah, based on just someone being pleasant in a film. That's and that's then I was terrifying. like, I wonder how that movie ends. And I looked it up, and it's really fucked up. Like this kid ends up with. An, in like a relationship with an adult woman mm. that's just treated in the movie as like a really sweet thing. Is this happens. because he has a blank check? I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I assume, but I really thought that's where that's where Smart House was going to go. But apparently, no, it's no, more of a surrogate mother situation. Uh, more uh, of a like weird dictator sort of Fuhrer oh, situation. Yeah, it gets really really weird. What are the odds Good. that Smart House got picked up by Disney under the assumption that it would end like blank check, but ended up as a made-for-TV movie when the reality hit that uh, it was about a robot that holds a family hostage <laughs> in a house and f- plays them footage of Nazis and stuff? Yeah. yeah. They went, oh, this this is actually perfect for the, our Disney Channel brand. <laughs> Yeah. When you said instead it ended up as a TV movie, what did you mean? It was like as opposed to reality? Like, oh, no, we, no, we, no, we acquired this because we thought we were like... going to end up with a really sweet house. <laughs> Turns out it's just a movie about Nazis. Right. That's right. The, the, the Disney corporate uh, success strategy is one, this is a real idea that we're going to just make. <laughs> yeah. Two, I guess it's a feature film. Five, Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, maybe they did buy this, expecting it to be a real house, because they are apparently uh, our our program, our our uh, website programmer Doug Tobacco t- tipped us off to like all the crazy experiments that the Disney company just does. They have a, a Disney research division, and they just make crazy technology. Apparently, was well, that like one of the room that can charge yeah, your cell phone? One of the things they did was a room that, like, they pitched it as this room charges your cell phone by just you just walk into it. But then when you actually read the article, it's like it could charge anything, like cell phones, robots, like any. <laughs> and so kids will want to stay in this room. Yeah. Says the smart house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they love it in here. <laughs> they will not leave this room. Alexa, lock windows. Alexa, roll Nazi footage. <laughs> Alexa. God, we're sorry, people who are listening to this podcast in like 2026 when those things actually just right. happened to your yeah, house. Right. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Don't go through the backlog. Sorry. <laughs> Alexa, change the subject of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, skip forward two minutes. <laughs> God, that probably works. Yeah. That would be oh, fascinating to be like, Alexa, skip forward yeah. 18 minutes, 35 seconds. Hi, Alexa. 
<laughs> like, but you put that at that point in the show where it's like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> hello, yeah. Alexa, rewind twelve minutes thirteen seconds. Hi there. <laughs> so if you listen to it linearly, it would not make sense. But if you just every once in a while, you just be like, hi there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh, welcome back. Oh, welcome back, Alexa. So you could actually, holy shit. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. If if those commands actually worked in Alexa reliably, you could make an episode of this podcast that people would get 100% coverage of through their Alexa, but right. because of carefully placed voice commands, they hear it in an order that is completely different from the everyone way, else. The way you would do that to guarantee that it's to, that you would know you have the right experience is you have someone quietly in the background just constantly counting up 18, 19, 20, 21. Except it's, Alexa, go to 30 minutes, only, 45 seconds. Right. It, except the numbers only proceed linearly when actually played back in the correct <clears throat> right. crazy Alexa order. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh. then you just have a weird number stations podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, what are we talking about? I don't know. We got to figure know. something out fast. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. So I am going to move on to a reader mail. Mm. This is from Ben Burbank, who writes... In episode one, you mentioned the Rockafire Explosion, a robotic animal band found in showbiz pizza restaurants from the 80s and 90s. Uh, these are like animatronic uh, robots that are synced to music. So they're like animatronic band that plays music synced along to a pre-programmed track like at Chuck E. Cheese. Or Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Yeah, or the, yeah. exactly. And <clears throat> it's... Uh Usually, like a reel-to-reel magnetic tape track. This is not cutting-edge technology. Right. Right. Yeah. Was Rock of Fire like Chuck E. Cheese in that in that you're playing games, and then there's also the sideshow? I, I never uh, went band. to Showbiz Pizza. I think yeah. that. Well, I'll get into this for half a second. Okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that Rock of Fire Explosion and Showbiz Pizza started off as a Chuck E. Cheese franchise that then decided that they would oh. split apart and become their own business. Oh, shit. oh wow. In part because I think that the guy who made these, the guy who made the Rock of Fire stuff, his animatronics were like way better than Chuck E. Cheese's. So this ah. franchise, he was like, "F these Chuck E. Cheese robots! I'm gonna get my it's own like good what the robots." Big Mac guy should have done from from the what guy? Guy who invented the Big Mac. It was just some McDonald's franchise guy. He yeah. should have just oh, made yeah. his own thing. So and well, been like, that, I thought of a hamburger. Yeah, that's what this guy but did. I put something He's, on it. <laughs> except in this case, it was. My robotic band, uh, my pizza-serving robotic rock band is better than <laughs> yours, so I'm going to start my own pizza chain, which then later got bought by Chuck E. Cheese, and the robots were ah. apparently piecemeal replaced with Chuck E. Cheese robots. Oh, the ultimate insult. Yeah. So uh, right. there's, there at one point was a warring faction of two robotic pizza bands. But amazingly, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. Because we, <laughs> we'll, we, I, think that there's, I think we'll get back to it because okay. how yeah, can you not get, think let's, about let's that? Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. All right. Well, Ben Burbank continues. I used to work for the EA Sports Madden NFL team. This is the like football video game. And we thought it would be funny to get a robot animal band to perform at our holiday party one year. Creative Engineering, which made the Rock of Fire explosion, was lo- located a couple miles from our Orlando office. So we cold called them and set up a meeting with Aaron Fetcher, who was also the inventor of Whack-A-Mole. When we got to his warehouse, we were given a demonstration of the robots followed by a tour. The warehouse was strewn with bizarre monstrosities, half-assembled robot gorillas, and bird people ravaged by time. He had an old Apple II hooked up that he used, that he used to program them. As we were about to leave, Aaron asked us a question. Do you want to see my carbohydrillium reactor? <laughs> He then showed us a giant metal tank with pipes coming out of it filled with what he claimed to be an experimental new cooking fuel. It was green, and he said it made steak taste better. This, <laughs> ma- 
This made us uncomfortable, but we did the holiday event anyway, and it was incredible. We wrote a custom show, had the robots hand out trophies to about 30 people, and Aaron wrote and performed new songs for them as the robot animals. Anyway, two years later, his reactor blew up. <laughs> That's true fact. There's a link to an article in the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, and what's crazy about the article is that it the author seems totally mystified. Like, it's written in that sort of, like, very um, like distant news writing tone where right. it's like the man like we do not know who is responsible for this explosion <laughs> although the building is owned by the, Aaron Yetzer yeah, who's this like, guy this I guy they're like, like, <laughs> this building is owned by an eccentric inventor <laughs> maniac who is confirmed to be making some sort of food flavoring however <laughs> no it's an energy it's, it's an actual energy source he wanted it to replace biofuel right the tone that it takes is insane. Headline, Orlando explosion caused by experimental fuel in vacant warehouse. <laughs> that Yes. Parentheses not said, occupied or owned by inventor of robot yes. pizza bands and yeah. whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. Well, also the article opens with like a firefighter or some Tim guy. Tim Roth ran through the blown open doors of the warehouse where experimental cooking fuel had exploded and stepped into a world of oddities strewn among the broken brick bits he found himself searching for casualties among knockdown suits of armor, animatronics, and arcade games, clown suits, and broken light-up signs, as if he were in the Joker's lair. Read his quote. Uh, it was weird. No, keep going. <laughs> we couldn't see, so we used our feet to feel around for bodies? Is that the <laughs> yeah, yeah, because all I could think of when I read that was, like, the bodies of crazy fucked yeah. up animatronic the ro- the robots, bears yeah. right, and birds like a sort of and with, like, sm- faces blown right. off and gears behind them. Right. There's a sort of smoking form of, like, of like someone in a vest sort of, like, who fell over. Then you kick that upside down and there's just, like, two eyes and a mouth. Uh, in and a, otherwise in just a permanent a, skull grin. Yeah, just otherwise just a void of gears and a couple mm-hmm. of hoses. Singing a song about pepperoni or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> But it's like in the slow down. Yeah. He named it the Rockafire Explosion and then it exploded. exploded. Yeah. Was the like all I can Also, think they of, must refer to it as the Rockafire Fire, right? I mean, <laughs> the Rockafire Explosion, the Rockafire Fire Explosion Explosion. Yeah, yeah. All I could think about when I read that was that he, he like this entire thing is somehow was like basically an oracle. He sure he programs them with his Apple II and they go on a thing, but really this is a delivery device. <laughs> For premonitions of the future, the the ultimate of which was that the very name of this group foretold its own demise. Um, yeah. Nick, the, some of the images you found were of these robots with like faces melted away. Oh yeah, it's horrifying. Like, droop, you know, eye sockets drooping down and exposed like erector set, you know, skeletal structure. It's really horrifying. There's nothing quite as horrifying as these either these fully assembled robots in the dark or these partially destroyed robots in literally any (laughs) any circumstance (laughs) whatsoever they're uniquely horrifying like there's an entire series of horror games called five nights at freddy's Mm. where i guess the characters are these and i've never played any of those games so i don't actually know what's in them but like it's the least surprising thing imaginable that those are like nightmare, you know, commercially successful nightmare fuel. Yeah. Because they are. <clears throat> I'm just, I am shocked 
that this was ever considered something that is acceptable to put in the faces of children. It, 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 so in the 80s at some point when there were these two competing animatronic pizza band yeah. Cruise. Yeah. This must have I mean, been. A, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. I did too. I never yeah. went to a Showbiz Pizza. I didn't but this either. must have been a big deal because there were also so like the Rock of Fire Explosion crew seems like the Chuck E. Cheese knockoff, right? Like they're kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. Sure. Then there's these guys. There are definitely even dumpier pizza bands. Like the pizza band <laughs> opening act uh, exists. Yeah. Uh, and I know this because my friend Andrew has one of them. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, he is a, a programmer that I used to work with and he teamed up with some people at Pixar who had acquired this like dumpy <laughs> busted ass disgusting pizza band and the faces were all intact but the previous owner had tried to clean them and sprayed some sort of aerosol oh, cleaning is that what he tried to do yes <laughs> or I mean or <laughs> what do you imply that he ch- oh nothing Whoa! <laughs> no, continue. Well, it had it had the the uh, desired effect in that it didn't actually clean them, and it just caused their faces to droop and halfway melt off. <laughs> Jesus oh, no. Christ! You know, like when you like put spray paint on styrofoam or something, yeah. it just like eats away at it. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh God, that's so terrible. Andrew uh, has access to this really, really, really dumpy pizza band that has where do like you half keep melted that? Faces. Where do you keep that if you I own it? Keep just it like, a- oh, okay. welcome, to, welcome to my Chris, home. This is my pizza band. Where do you keep living nightmares that society doesn't want you to find? Oh, at- the attic. A storage uh, locker, or like a storage garage. Oh, okay. obviously. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> it's obviously kept in the scariest fucking hear, place possible. The master bedroom. In each, in each separate window of my home facing yeah. out. Right. <laughs> in case burglars come by when your parents are out of yeah. town. Yeah. yeah. Or anytime. <laughs> it's programming is just that it's, it's totally still 99% of the time, but then it'll just kind of like wink at you it'll, or And nod, then it'll say- or, it, it, you'll you'll hear you'd expect it to be like hey guys blah, but <laughs> like no you'll sort of be going to buy right to get your sort of artisanal San Francisco groceries and you'll just hear it's the gla- it's the <laughs> oh, tapping shit. on the glass and then you just hear I heard a way I, I invented a way to make steak taste better <laughs> and then you'll look up again it'll just sort it of like go it, it makes it really moist yeah <laughs> like watery <laughs> Moisture in your steak, and then the Should animatronic clean, eyes clean my face. The animatronic <laughs> eyes will <laughs> clean my face. Spray it, spray it off. Spray, spray me, <laughs> spray this on my face. I love it. Put it in your steak. You know, I did. I did go on Aaron Fletcher's uh, website. Oh yeah, and uh, for the low, low price of a hundred dollars. You can have the Rockafire band record any message that you wish. What? And then he'll post that video to YouTube. Oh shit! So I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> New Patreon. Tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess people could <laughs> buy it themselves. That's true. Yeah, that's not bad. How how long is the message? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the one example was a birthday, like a happy birthday kind of thing. I mean, how much you have to, I guess, balance that against how much. It, how many, how many messages you're going to buy versus buying the whole ensemble right. yourself. I'm sure he's negotiable. I'm sure, I'm sure you can work with him. Yeah. And he'll, uh, yeah. I wonder how much it would cost to replace the video of this podcast episode was, <laughs> oh with the Rock of Fire explosion. Please Holy sync this. Shit. We'll give you a full transcript of this podcast. <laughs> Maybe just the opening. Just the opening of the podcast, I think. We and I'm Nick Brackett, and it's just that. a fucking weird, <laughs> melty <laughs> dog. Yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Also, just record <laughs> the puppets sitting still for the duration of this opening music. <laughs> right. Or be playing the music. One of oh, the- man. oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oof. Yeah. Well, we've got some research to do. Yeah. You guys want to take a break? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I gotta get hyped up. Talk about these pizza robots. Get hyped for fucking pizza robots. Get- That's a... <laughs> That's a different that kind of pizza robot. Get hyped for yeah. fucking pizza robots. <laughs> get get hyped for fucking pizza robots. Yep. We're not gonna say that was a different plague that was uh, worried about in the nineties. <laughs> Are your children getting hyped to fuck pizza robots? <laughs> I witness news is not the case. More at eleven. God, sorry. <laughs> I was worried that just the pizza robots were going to fuck each other. Oh, if they're oh, a fucking oh, pizza oh, robot. You can program oh, their yeah. their moves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't I don't want to program their moves. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad they're going to be programmed with or without you and they're going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is going to orchestrate. <laughs> what? Your smart house? Your, your smart oh, house will you make meant, the robots fuck. I thought you meant that like these robots were going to start going at it and then the Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra song is going to play and Whoa, then, then you, the Christmas lights on your wow, house are going to go ape shit. Holy shit. <laughs> you talking about your house in regards to like a robotic musical act? <laughs> what actually... What I actually meant is that the House of Representatives is going to legis- is going to legislatively mandate that these pizza robots fuck inside your home. <laughs> it's Trump's got a much weirder agenda than anyone assumed. You're just describing a the future conservatives <laughs> want meme now. <laughs> this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Quip designs and manufactures elegant and affordable electric toothbrushes, and you get this whole subscription plan that puts you on a three-month brush head replacement schedule. I really like it. It is way smarter than you would imagine an electric toothbrush could be. Wait, like how smart are we talking brush? Okay. Let's not go over short. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not that smart. It doesn't have like, it doesn't a, like talk to you. personal opinions. Right. That's probably fine. Yeah. I don't want that in <clears> my toothbrush, to be honest with you, that. I would say it is a – see, the word smart has been polluted now. It's true. You know, I would say this is a very dumb device, very intelligently created by people yeah. who know that you want your toothbrush to still be an idiot. Right. So the toothbrush is an idiot, but it does some things very smartly. There's something it does which I really like, which is that uh, when you turn it on, it just instantly goes into a total, like a, a two-minute timer mode, mm. and it sort of like stops and starts again every 30 seconds, and it so it reminds you like, okay, you're doing, you do your sort of lower inner quadrant, oh, and yeah. then it pulses, and then you go, okay, great, now I'm going to do my lower outer quadrant, then it pulses, okay, great, great. It's nice. Like, it means you're actually brushing for the full recommended time, but since it's split up into these 30-second chunks, it goes by real fast and makes you feel like you're just going through this sort of checklist. Nice. It's really nice. So if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, uh, you can get $10 off of your first refill, and the refill plans start at only $5 every three months anyway, so um, that's a free refill right there. How do you, how do you spell that? T-R-Y. Q-U-I-P dot com slash thumbs. Nice. Tryquip dot com slash thumbs for $10 off your first refill. 
We have a shout out this week from listener Joel McCoy, who has given us uh, something to say. <laughs> something to say. Nick was listed first, so Nick, enjoy. Okay. This is for you. <clears throat> What a fucking... Theophilus Thistler, the thistle sifter, in sifting a sieve of unsifted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager imagining managing an imaginary menagerie. Whoa, you nailed that to the wall. Yeah, you Thank did you. it. Yeah, look at that. I got one here. Whether the weather be cold or whether the weather be hot, whether the weather will weather the weather, whether we like it or not. Here, Jake. What a to-do to die today at a minute or two to two. A thing distinctly hard to say, but harder still to do. For they'll beat a tattoo at 20 to two, a rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tattoo, and a dragon will come when he hears the drum at a minute or two today, at a minute or two to two. I probably could have done some sort of wacky voice, but I didn't feel like Joel deserved a wacky voice. <laughs> no. After what no. he has done. No. That's, that's very fair. Well, thanks, Joel, and fuck you too. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Consider a shout out. What? What oh we? Oh my god! You know, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You can find the all Where the your details, puppets? <laughs> all the <few> details <laughs> yeah. at net. We're back, and I guess to continue our conversation of animated monstrosities that should <laughs> not be, we have a reader mail about cars. That's true. Not about the not about cars in general. About capital uh, C cars. Yes. Oh, about Disney bullet Pixar car. What? A, yes, that's yeah, correct. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. how it's pronounced. Chuck Jordan writes the discussion about skull aesthetics and interior design in the first episode. What was that? Okay, this was when we were talking about Terminator civilizations and how oh, Terminators right. love the aesthetic of human skulls, right. and how when the Terminators oh. oilers. Uh, when the people who grease peck down oilers. the Terminators, the Peck Oilers, when they rise up, uh, when the rise of the machines, uh, machines rise. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thistle, thistle. shout out. When, uh, when they, they'll also then just have like huge chrome skulls in their living room and stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. So right, that's, I, I think, what Chuck is writing about here. Okay. So he says, the discussion about skull aesthetics and interior design in the first episode made me think about Cars Land at Disney's California Adventure theme park. Could y'all help parse what exactly is going on there? In particular, the chandelier in the V8 diner, which is made of headlights and taillights, which seems like it would be the equivalent to humans having a, sh- a chandelier made of eyes and nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't uh, think I'd ever thought about this. Really. No, no, I, I mean, never had. Cars... Cars, cars is kind of fucked up just yeah. intrinsically, oh, whenever, right? yeah. whenever you stop and think about cars for more than, like, two seconds, you'll find something wrong with it. Like, one, <laughs> yeah. the cars themselves are total right. disasters. Why do they have seats and steering wheels? Some of them do. Some of them just have sealed up windows you can't see inside of. But some of them are convertibles. I know. I mean, the most outrageous one of them was the Pope Mobile in Cars 2 that was a car <laughs> that then a had a tiny, tiny Pope car, car inside, inside of it. it. Oh, that's horrible. But then, like, insects are also little cars. Imagine and then, if, like, the Pope, if the Pope was a tiny man who traveled inside of, like, the hollowed-out skull of another man, like, shambling along. That's <laughs> that's the fucking Pope in the world of the cars. Right. Cars... <laughs> Cars plays a kind of fast Young Pope and loose. season two. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they didn't expect a pope so young or a pope living inside a man's skull. 
They no one really expected. It's true, Pope. No yeah, one expected you got that us. way. You sure. fucking got us. <laughs> oh, got us again. Like, Classic young right. Pope. I right. felt the shock of of my uh, papacy was wearing off. <laughs> Had to up the ante. I had to become very small and then burrow into a man. I had to find a huge head. <laughs> they probably have a huge skull in the Vatican somewhere that they're hiding from people, and the young pope will bring that to light. It's traditional, as Cars Two shows. It's just that, you know, he's a very traditional pope. Yeah, he's. Um, in what way is he a very traditional pope? It's traditional for the pope to ride around in a giant skull. Oh, that's true. From back when the Catholic <laughs> Church killed have, all the giants off. Why do they have a pope? <laughs> After I read Chuck's email, because I've been to Cars Land. It's like yeah. one of the nicer yeah, lands in California yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Um, and I had thought about all the other weird things about Cars, but not this. And when you look at photographs of Cars Land, yeah. and then imagine that the Cars... <laughs> In it and the car parts in it are humans and human parts. It's a disaster. Oh, it's horrible. It is a it is a nightmare. Yeah. Like yeah. if you are actually a car from cars and then you went to Cars Land and looked around, it would be like a haunted house. Yeah. It would be like the most fu- it, it would be like it would be like seven. It would be like seven. I was exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It would like, be a fucking snuff film. In the line outside, there's like a, a sort of like calcified, rust covered, almost turned to stone old dilapidated car from like the 1910s that's got water <laughs> popping out of the top of it and stuff and if that was a person that would literally just be a yeah. corpse you it would <laughs> just be a like m- m- sort of semi mummified like waterlogged, waterlogged corpse <laughs> corpse and just wander around that on the With way like, in m- and yet aesthetically ar- arranged in a sort of pleasing and d- deliberate way right. well but then yeah. you have to also imagine that if you were a car driving into this car's land and you have all these corpses around, but then there are also still living cars who are like doing the dosi do and just like, oh hey, welcome to Cars Land. Like, oh boy, I'm so glad to see you, partner. What the fuck? Who are yeah. these people? Yeah, like, yeah, well, just like, see what, yeah, you approach just like the Wicker Man or something. Yes, like, visit our historic tail lights right. cave. Like, what? That's literally. I have those as part of my body, and you have just like a room where they're all just like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is like Children of the Corner. Man or like it's like a yeah. Stephen King Welcome thing. to human land. <laughs> We're just an old femurs. Just <laughs> America just doesn't have towns like this anymore, and we have to go to extreme measures to keep it this way. <laughs> like just, yeah. Well they're like, oh that's old. That's from the car civil war. And then like two days into your stay in the hotel, do you like see the doors to the taillight cave open and sort of like you're into the let into the back room of the diner? But at first, it's just kind of cars. Right, it's right. just some cars and that one dead guy in the middle of the town. <laughs> that they're like, oh, that's just oh, he he broke the law. <laughs> Don't worry about him. <laughs> Even the sign Wink. for the for the big ride, uh, which is like. Radiator Springs Racers has a huge lit up neon illustration of a car. And I know it's fine and all is totally fine, but if you just imagine that as a person, it's so fucking weird. Okay, it's funny you it's say like that. It's like a bathroom actually. sign. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I just observed that the other day. I realized, like, why is it universally understood that if you see a door with a person on it, there's people pooping in there? Why is that? Why did we like all like intuitively agree as a species? It's like what like universally understood symbol should we draw on the place? Oh, there's people in here. Take that's, why, that's why this oh, is humans. <laughs> is it like we're just? Really I know in- that room is full of trash and feces because yeah. it's got a yeah. guy on it. Yep. Uh, 
the only other place we do that, admittedly, is when you're supposed to cross the street. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's very mixed. We very n- we yeah. never confuse those, but someone not from this planet might get confused by those things uh-huh. and just poop in the street. The person crossing the street is like very jaunty and pleased. Not always. Some of the icons are just like a person from the from the front at, at rest. That's when you're supposed to take a shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Green time to go. <laughs> time to I go. Don't, I don't feel very. Do it now. I you don't wanna, need to you go. Wanna, you want to end up like that guy in the square? Pull down your pants. Pull down your pants. Boops, boops. <laughs> you want your ears to make the fucking chandelier? Get going. <laughs> you follow the rules when you come to Human Town. Oh my god. <laughs> That's just what the sign means here. It's what the it's what the sign says. <laughs> I'm glad that we were too weirded out by cars festooning their world with the remains of their enemies or people who visit their town and had to go to the safer zone of a a light changing color than a car pooping. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they call it Cars Land? I mean, they're all cars. Yeah. Well, in all of the Do they need to make that distinction? Full of cars. Oh, I yeah. guess. So. Okay, right. In the fiction, I guess it's yeah. not. Well, cars they don't land. call it Cars Land. They call it Radiator right. Springs. Why do they call it yes. Star Wars Land? Are there just wars there? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that Pixar made movie about a civilization that just like strings up its corpses for public display. It's very dark, very dark subject for, for a children's film. It's, it explains weird. the trailer for Cars Three. It's weird that. We <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, the trailer for Cars Three is just. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. You didn't, you didn't see him being pushed off a cliff yeah, by another car. Yeah, he just gets The the background of of the world of cars, you know, it's the like the the tail fin uh, art installation, oh. but up to the size of huge right. buildings. But it's those like are also we, just like if we decorated the highways with our butts. It, it's more like if Mount Rushmore just was naturally occurring. <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> Our religion would be so fucking wild. Yeah, the Pope would ride around in some guy's face. Yeah. If when we like evolved to be sentient, like by slowly evolving from a different species, then went and looked up in the hills and just our face was there or like our ass. <laughs> but like it wasn't like a baboon ass. It was just like an evolved human just ass. A perfect human ass. You're like, what? <laughs> you... <laughs> Every you think, you, what Minecraft server did I fucking stumble on? Yeah, you're, like you're saying this would just happen overnight. This wouldn't. No, like, I'm saying it was no, always it there. Once you, once you realized it, well, it as a sentient we- human, yeah. it wouldn't be weird. I mean, I guess- no. I, what I'm saying is, we would have real intense, real fucked up religion in a way that oh, is we, true, you would have yes. to fully believe it oh like i mean <laughs> it could, was there you could not well, yeah, the, fuck the mountains that? are asses yeah, right. all of them yeah like, who made mount rushmore and then all of the butts on the other side of mount rushmore <laughs> yeah well we added a couple butts but most <laughs> of them we added the faces on the other side but the butts are naturally occurring yeah. but you know like up in canada they have like three naturally occurring faces <laughs> there's also what? like there's also it's not just the butts there's a, big, there's a big and radiator stuff, and a cool, like a right. big like you know air intake valve. It's like if there was just a huge eyeball <laughs> in the side of a mountain somewhere, and you're like, oh, it's fine. That, well, that's why they built. That's why they just that's, erodes. That's why they build all their chandeliers and shit. Yeah, they like gotta that. worship the eyeball gods They're, and the butt gods and <laughs> right, stuff that yeah. they have. Yeah, no, it is it is an insane cult that is worshiping Gaia, Mother Earth, who brings us sculptures of our own butts and eyes and stuff. I mean, it's weird that they then also have a pope, which is like the most top-down version of religion. When they actually, you know, they ha- like the Pope yeah. shows that he has power over these things by driving around inside <laughs> In a giant of version of them. <laughs> That's yeah, true. 
So yeah. it all tracks, I think. Yeah. I think the car's internal religion <laughs> slash death cult is actually uh, fairly internally consistent. I think Pixar yeah. master storytellers yes. they have worked yeah, this it's out. All, it's no, all. Yeah. It's amazing how how deep this. You know, it's all they don't have to. They don't have to spell it all out in the movies. You know, that's yeah. the magic. That is why yeah. Cars that is a Pixar, billion dollar. That Pixar yeah. magic. You know, yeah. it's accessible. Ten things you didn't notice in the background <laughs> of this Disney Pixar films. It's accessible. The giant butts, <laughs> corpses, <laughs> weird fucking cults. You know, it's accessible to a child. Even a little child can understand it on the surface. Yeah. But those adults willing to go a little bit deeper can <laughs> find right. out the true meaning. Let's yeah. put this segment to rest. We figured it rest. out. <laughs> I'm really hyped for Cars 3 now, though. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The trailers have been hinting at it being sort of darker and something else, and I imagine that this is like a Logan's Run situation where Lightning McQueen uh, is now like, a, he's going to go, like... He's going to be the new corroded car in the center of the town. Yeah, mm. like they're going to start stripping him for parts and stuff unless he can, you know... Oh, yeah, they're going to load true. you into the Wicker Man large car. Right. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. melts wicker, you down. A it wicker just car <laughs> that yeah, is also <laughs> alive. Yeah. Even though they oh, made no. it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And then they light it on fire and it goes, oh, this God. is my life. But then it also goes, help, I'm on fucking fire. Cars yeah, and three. And it also goes, like, camper. I'm a racial stereotype also somehow because right. I'm in cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to move on? <laughs> I want to. M- <laughs> yes. Sorry. My mind is now reeling at the thought of the Wicker Man car being brought to life. That being set on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's really distressing. <laughs> do you guys want to endorse? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll start it. I'll kick it off. I am going to endorse a Chrome browser plugin. It's called Stay Focused. It's one one word, the final letter D. There's no E before it. so It's, mm, it's like a web tool. Yes, it's definitely a, a web thing. Stay Focused. It's a tool that you install onto Chrome, and you give it a time limit per day and you tell it what websites you want it to restrict your usage of, and it will only allow you to visit those websites in total for the amount of time you mm. set up. So I've, I have it set to a 15-minute limit. I think the default is 10 minutes. For the entire day, it will limit my combined usage of Facebook, Twitter, and just some other sites that you know I'm inclined to sort of go and, and, and refresh mindlessly. Um, it'll it'll restrict my total usage of those on my computer for 15 minutes a day from, I think, I have it like 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. or something like that. Uh, and it's really, really good. It really changes the way you think about your browsing habits. Like, it's actually shocking how much usage you can still get out of websites like that in that short amount of time <clears throat> when you know that you do have very limited time mm. and so you use it in you know like 30 second bursts like I, it, it actually has made me very conscious of how much time goes by in 30 seconds and it's just overall made me a lot more conscious of my my browsing habits and also it just honestly you know reduces my time wasting it's called stay focused i totally recommend this i i, I think it's uh, been very good for my browsing habits nice. Nice. yeah jake what do you got I recommend, I endorse, Yeah, uh, I endorse the feature film Logan that is currently playing in movie ah. theaters. I cannot give this a like full-throated endorsement because it is a R-rated comic book movie. Mm. So if, okay. that, if that immediately makes you go, that's fine, 
then you skip ahead to Nick's endorsement. But um, <laughs> Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what you were going to endorse? No, 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 no. no. Okay. No, but I did that, see Logan. It's good. Yeah, like just I like and watch a lot of comic book movies and genre movies and like that kind of television as well. And this movie is still way more a comic book movie than it is a real movie. But yeah. the the willingness of this movie to just stretch that <clears throat> to its limits as far as like how much it will actually just be about people. I mean, it's still yeah. obviously they're all super powered weirdos and there's a bad guy f- chasing them around and all sorts of stuff. But like it manages to be like fun and novel and not totally dour and up its own butt. Like I think like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies eventually got that way. And like, that's kind of the reputation that comic book movies have where they're either wacky, lighthearted fun where it's just a bunch of really punchy jokes, like a nineties Joss Whedon TV show, or it is just or so a 2010s Joss Whedon superhero. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the, or it's the Christopher Nolan thing where it's just like basically yeah. no fun and everything is dour. Yeah. This movie and, and the people are like sexless personalityless like angst plot machines this movie does a very good job of landing somewhere between those and feeling a lot closer to like you know it it, it pulls things from like road movies and westerns and stuff but it's oh, really cool. mo- it's really more just like it's a comic book movie that allows the characters and their own personal motivations to be what drives the story forward which is right. just super rare and yeah. like because of that the genres inside of it and the tones inside of it are very varied yep. and uh also, still, people get stabbed in the face and shot, and there's, like, superheroes doing crazy stuff. Like, if you've watched X-Men movies, which you might have because you're listening to a dorky internet podcast, and those movies have been out since, like, the year 2000, everything in those movies, everything in most superhero movies, is presented as, like, sort of convenient magic that characters yes. can do with no yeah. cost. And yes. they're, the action scenes in Logan are very much uh, a, about or sort of built around the fact that most of these characters are kind of, like literally or or figuratively at the end of their life and everything is just sort of... Any they're actually, of the they're thi- actually vulnerable now. Yeah, any of yeah. the things that they do in these movies are now presented at great physical or emotional cost and, like, the world always feels like it's about to fall apart whenever anyone does anything superhero-related and it's such a more interesting take on just super-powered human beings in a movie. Like, just watching people have to decide if they're going to do this thing or not at any time, and not just because it's going to be the thing that does or doesn't move the plot forward. It, like, that is was nice to see in a, in a movie like this. Disney, across the board, feels like they're making billions and billions of dollars by playing it absolutely safe with every single thing yeah. that they make. No, it's true. I thought, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in the writing in Doctor Strange for that reason. It was like very much the template that's been established with, you know, Iron Man or whatever, where it's like arrogant, super smart guys, like sort of learns a thing and then kind of gets humbled a little bit, but actually proven to be just as awesome as he always thought he was. But I think I really did like about that movie is how decoupled all of the action is from reality to the point that it, like you said, it's just sort of arbitrary magical powers and like people floating around with like not even physics don't even seem to matter. Dr. Strange just admitted it. Exactly. Dr. Strange literally exists in a reality that is so bonkers and weird that I can't even tell if we're even meant to think that it is in fact happening at all outside of anything other than these people's minds. Um, and I, and, and it was so visually inventive in how it portrayed that, that I actually thought it was like, that stuff was really cool. But yeah, those movies, anytime any character might possibly change to the point 
that it would be unappealing to buy a T-shirt with their logo on it, that gets walked back <laughs> uh, by the end of the movie. Right. And that was a bleak realization as someone who for a minute there, this was like my escape valve from the world was just <clears> right. <throat> I, but now I still watch them, but I, I don't relish it to the degree sure. that I did for the first couple yeah. of years that all these things were blown up yeah. when yeah. it felt just like nerd garbage was everywhere and you can just feast on it all that you want. <laughs> now it doesn't taste as good. No. <laughs> Unless though, so, unless you have that goo, unless you have that. Oh that. man, if oh, I had that goo! <laughs> but we know that's already a superhero origin story. I'm sorry that's to true. say, oh, it's it not, absolutely yeah. is. He built, he painstakingly that's like, created his his children. That's like if if, if important children. if true somehow could fund uh, a mainstream superhero IP, it would be yes. Robotic pizza parlor inventor slash whack-a-mole inventor slash steak flavor injector (laughs) fuel source uh, horrible explosion happened. And his friends. Definitely the reason the thing blew up in the first place is because he he was injecting way too much goo into his steak and or robots and or self and, you know, overloaded the thing and it exploded. He was... was, he was thrown clear by the explosion, which is why right. when, the, when the guy came to you know investigate, they couldn't find out who was responsible. But as he picked himself up off the ground, he, he realized his resentment for the world mm. and his like steak flavored veins, mm. you know, cor- pumping his new. <laughs> Uh, uh, plans and God, he, Machiavellian He had some intentions. dastardly schemes that apparently did not pan out because he's charging $100 to let you record a message <laughs> with his old pizza robots. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So maybe he is one of these daring R-rated Fox movies that don't have to, uh, you know, tie into anything. <laughs> it's because it's just going to end with the sad just, story of a pizza yep. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizza menagerie. (laughs) Nick, what do you endorse? Nick, what do you got this week? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, let's close it strong. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to recommend um, calling your aunt back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, like many people uh, growing up, I had a fairly large extended family. uh, And also, like many people, my extended family kind of. I would say I either uh, fell apart in some sectors of that family or kind of just naturally lost touch, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Especially when my grandma passed, it's like, okay, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. We're all in different states, whatever. Um, but uh, recently, like, things have started coming back together, mainly since November, um, in sort of, uh, you know, with my, with my mom and, and her side of the family. Um, and my aunt, uh, while I was playing uh, Zelda on a, on a Twitch stream uh, the other day, my aunt just out of the blue, and I haven't really talked to her in years um, for various reasons, she out of the blue texted me three times in a row and then called me. And was like, wow, sick boss fight. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I, no, but I assumed because she was like three texts and then the call, I'm like, oh, somebody died. Like, all right, this is, I got I to gotta stop this stream. And I pick up the phone and she's just like, I have a computer problem. Can you help me? And I was like, uh, all right, I'm going to like wait a couple hours. And then I had the moment where it was like, oh, I, I don't need to return this phone call. Right. I generally, I, I'm not good about calling my extended family yeah. or like keeping yeah. up with them, really. Yeah, I, I like them. Sure. Uh, some of them. Uh, but I'm bad about it. Um, you know, like Again, like a lot of people. I don't feel that guilty, but I feel a little guilty. But I called her back. And we had just like a phenomenal hour long conversation. Oh, that's great. And um, 
and uh, and it reminded me that like oh yeah she was one of the good ones and I kind of she kind of like half raised me as a kid like I spent tons of time with her why aren't we better friends I should probably call her all the time I'm not going to but but I would recommend at least returning her call yeah and then maybe scheduling something a few months later to to run into her so and do. did you fix her computer uh yes okay good what good, was good. wrong <laughs> uh there's just like you know virus stuff sure <laughs> yeah classic yeah. classic issues yeah man you're yeah. really putting your you're really putting your social net your real world social networks in order here you've got your your local bar kind of that's crew. true yeah you've got your aunt you're calling your aunt back right well i'd also i'd also recommend zelda if <laughs> 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 you just want to buy something sure and be, and be a consumer yeah um anyway yeah well that sounds like a show Thanks for listening to Important If True. Our website is importantiftrue.com, and from there, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast app you like. If you like this show, please do recommend it to a friend. You can send us email at questions at importantiftrue.com or on Twitter at importantcast and Facebook at facebook.com slash importantiftrue. We will be back next week for more of this garbage from Idle Thumbs. I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecht. I'm Jake Rodkin. And it's not garbage, but it might be. <laughs> See you next week. Pigeon bombs and tiger drones feel like they can be rolled into a combined thing. <laughs> Pigeon bombs and tiger <laughs> drones is... Uh, it's like... Yeah. I don't know. It's like raindrops on roses. Like. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, what are you fucking... <laughs> what's your fucking deal with this burning? I'm just telling you what Pigeon it is. I don't want to know what it is until we're on it. We are on it. They're my favorite things, Chris. <laughs> Shut the... Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs>